Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. So that's not edited, correct? Mm, I correct. Think, I think that one might be two different parts stitched together. Well, this other one's not edited. Correct. I know it's not because I remember listening to it at the time. I rewound it and played it for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> this part I, I played for my family last night. Uh, that's 41. Mr. Sire, Mr. Sire. I think we're talking we'll about that. Let's talk about Mr. Sanders. Let's talk about Mr. Sire. Oh, look, first of all, Tom, I think she was talking about my plan, not yours. I think we were right. talking about math, and it no, doesn't take no, two hours well, to do the math. Because let's talk about let's what talk it adds about up to. We math. Don't. Let's talk about let's math. Talk about math. Okay, so here's the math. No, here's the math. Can I respond to Doing nothing is what will happen. Senator Sanders, you were allowed to quick respond, and we would like to allow you to respond. Moderator, guys. Why Senator Sanders? Moderator. Is it my turn? 
This helps a lot, doesn't it? It's the view with a couple more testicles. Why does that stress me out so much? Oh, it's I'm horrible. Not, I'm not involved in any way. It's horrible. It stresses me out because I've done that sort of thing. We've done that sort of thing. Um, either as the participant or trying to control it. And mm-hmm. and I, what stresses me out is I want to be Gail King and say, whoa, stop, everybody. We're yeah. going to talk one at a time here so that the voter has any idea what your positions are. Yeah. That's the goal tonight, right? That people understand what your positions are. If you all talk at the same time, nobody's going to know nothing. I Bloomberg. don't know what we're yelling about! <laughs> Bloomberg, you got a minute. And then when the minute's up, you're done. You let him talk. Why is that so hard? Do you come off as a jerk if you do that? I'm or? starting to understand why Uncle Dick's up in the deer stand. <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Dick in the deer stand. <laughs> why don't you I say, love you, Amy. Pete, stop. Let let Bernie finish, then you get your shot. Why can't you, can't you do that? I don't know. I don't know what sort of agreement they have with the candidates and their people and the party and the rest of it. But as as we were saying earlier, and if you listen to the entire show, God bless you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> th- th- this format, this so-called debate, Debate format is terrible. It's a beautiful example of human beings stick with what they've done just because they've done it. You trot all these guys, give them each, you know, uh, 15 minutes, randomly selected, talk to them about domestic policy, foreign policy, not stupid gotcha questions, not, you've fallen two points behind in the polls, do you think you can rally? I mean, that's, I hate horse race coverage, but... Have them do a candidate form. CNN, I know. Here I am touting CNN. Um, they're doing a candidate form thing like that tonight. It's going to be a great way to figure out if you have any interest in figuring out which Democrat you'd vote for. A great way to figure out which one is for you. That great one, way. That Last night was freaking useless. One, Loud noises! <laughs> one million people will watch tonight versus. 20 million last night. Well, I just said debate. Debates are important. I hear about debates all the time. Debates are what we do. God, it's so dumb. Hey, can I hear the Chris Christie clip just because you said that was pretty good? I wanted to hear what his uh, analysis was. Joe Biden is like, it's like his head is like a file cabinet drawer, but there are no file folders. <laughs> it's just all this paper. And he goes, how about this? And he pulls it out and, just, and he starts saying stuff like you can't even believe. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. That's a pretty Just good metaphor. Wrap a piece of paper at random. <laughs> There's a lot in there in Joe's head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And listen, we're not going to make a big deal of the gaffe where he said 150 million people died from gunshots in America in the last five years. <laughs> That'd be half the population. I think we would have noticed. He just he meant a thousand. He said million. It, it happens, especially. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. It happens a lot, especially when you're 80. Um, but uh, I, I tell you what. How about Bernie? Bernie finally having to answer for his affection for totalitarian regimes. Uh, I like clip eight. Oh, I'm sorry, Bloomberg. In this case, it was Bloomberg who is soft on China, uh, answering to that charge. Make no mistake about it. We have to deal with China if we're ever going to solve the climate crisis. We have to deal with them because our economies are inextricably linked. We would be not be able to sell or buy the products that we need. And in terms of whether he's a dictator, he does serve at the behest of the Politburo, uh, the, their, their group of people. But uh, there's no question he has an enormous amount of power. Um, and um, he, but he does play his constituency. You can negotiate with him. That's exactly what we have to do. Make it seem that it's in his interest 
and it's in people's interest to do what we want to do. You know, listen, I, I don't defend Bloomberg a lot, but listening to him, um, I'm reminded of occasionally we'll glance up at the clock and see that we're up against a hard break, and I'll be like in the middle of a complex thought, and I'll think, oh my God, I have seven seconds to finish this. <laughs> how am I going to wrap this up? That was a beautiful illustration of how stupid the debate format is. You got a minute and a quarter, and he's trying to explain the difficulty of dealing with the communist Chinese given the the intricate web of economics. And 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 he's real I could hear him realizing, oh my god, I don't have time to explain the supply chain and yeah, what but, it would do to the American economy. That's why the format's terrible. Yeah, but he's got uh he's got a number of these statements in different formats. Oh yeah, where he he's has said, on China. where he said Xi is not a dictator. That should be disqualifying. That should be completely disqualifying to be a candidate for president. Right. Listen, if if I was going to... Well, here's my counter to uh, to um, Bloomberg. You're, you're technically correct in a way, but it's just incredibly misleading because you're suckling on the sweet teat of Chinese money. The Chinese Communist Party is a brutal dictator, a savage, bloodthirsty, heartless, soulless dictator, and the head guy right now is she. So what you're saying is that if she runs afoul of the Politburo, they'll appoint a different guy to head up their horrific, bloodthirsty dictatorship? Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Where did that get us? Nowhere. Is there anything else we're from the debate we should play? <clears throat> Absolutely. We could play the entire uh, Uncle Dick and the the Deer Blind clip. I'm I'm sweet on Amy Klobuchar. I got to admit it. You want she's, a she's uh, likable a yeah. collection of all the Dems kind of coming at Bernie? Sure. Yes. Vladimir Putin thinks that Donald Trump is should be president of the United States, and that's why Russia is helping you get oh, elected so you lose to him. I am not looking forward to a scenario where it comes down to Donald Trump with his nostalgia for the social order of the 1950s and Bernie Sanders with a nostalgia for the revolutionary politics of the 1960s. Bernie, in fact, hasn't passed much of anything. I do not think that this is the best person to lead the ticket. I think I would make a better president than Bernie. I'm I'm hearing my name mentioned a little bit tonight. (laughs) Oh, boy. There you go. It's the last debate. Good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there will be uh, better things that are ignored. But, I've got uh, other things to say, but I just thought, I don't think anybody cares. I don't anybody think anybody cares about it. <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, amusing at times. And, and semi-interesting, but uh, let's see. The main thing that struck me is how far left did the whole thing has moved. It, it is amazing. I was listening to a debate yesterday I, I came across on YouTube between Paul Krugman Nobel Prize winning economist and columnist for the New York Times, who, to my mind, is just like, just such a super lefty. I only read him to be angered. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the moderate. In if you're the, feeling low on energy and you've had enough coffee and you think yeah. anger would motivate me. He was the moderate in a debate with an actual socialist economist um, who was who was telling Paul Krugman, that look, your 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 time is past, and you need to recognize it. Bernie has normalized socialism. Things have changed so much in the last few decades, and this guy was absolutely right. You couldn't have a discussion about socialism on a presidential debate stage just a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and now you can openly, and the crowd's cheering. It has moved a lot. It yeah, it was anathema ten twenty years ago, but so is legalizing marijuana. Um, 
just uh, you know, I although I will not equate well, what's the two. The, point of the, the one is absolutely ruinous. Well, to what's the country. your point there? That the, the others you're making my point, right? That yeah. the things oh, yeah. have changed a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I you know the the thing about socialism that and this is the simplest indictment I have of it is it absolutely removes all of your dreams of excelling, of achieving, of creating, of living out your dreams, it lops off the top third of the things that make life exciting and distributes them temporarily to the bottom third. And But as those incentives to, to strive and achieve and live out your dreams vanish in a society, it becomes a more and more gray, lifeless, dying animal. And that plays out every time. Um, and I do, you know, if you're in that bottom third for whatever reason, you're probably not listening to this show. I, I feel bad for you. And I understand not every human being is made the same. But those of us who find life a, an exciting contest and, 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 and dream of success, the idea of having that removed, and the only way you can get success is by currying favor with bureaucrats, winning favor with your uncle, the assistant head of a bureau, or bribing someone. That's the only route to success. That is, it sounds, it sounds horrific. It sounds like prison. And who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Anyway, 0-2. Anyway, there you go. The yeah. great Vin Scully on socialism. Yeah. Huh? He's missed. Oh, oh, speaking of baseball, one more thing real quickly. Then we got to go to break. But uh, let's see. Where is it? This is uh, Jeff. Anyway, 0-2. Uh, beloved listener and frequent contributor Jeff uh, sent this from his favorite uh, surf shop in Newport, Newport Beach, California. The Frog House. Shout out to the Frog House. We had a clever sign, but the Astros stole it. <laughs> Sign stealing. You get Good it? Good one. I like it. It'd make, make more sense if it was like a baseball supply. I'm not <laughs> sure if surfers are following that story, but I thought it was amusing. Amazon? Anyway. Owen oh 2. Amazon? The giant company Amazon has opened up the very first cashierless grocery store, which might be sweeping the nation. Among other things we can tell you about coming up. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In a new interview, President Trump's former White House doctor said he would put cauliflower in Trump's mashed potatoes in an effort to improve his diet. Of course, the hard part was getting the mashed potatoes into his bacon cheeseburger. Hey, now, he's got a bad diet. You know, it's a guy who ate a bacon-wrapped burrito yesterday. I am so jealous. I feel As a little uncomfortable uh, criticizing anybody's uh, food choices. I think that was the best burrito I've ever had. It was outstanding. I was <laughs> trying to figure out how good it was without the bacon wrapping, but, you know, that's, you know, why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned the hot pockets. By the way, there's lots of old cake in the uh, lunchroom if anybody wants some some day-old cake. And from that to hot pockets, the hot pockets heiress gets five months in prison. Part of the college admissions scandal. I only mention it really because she got know, how many eight months? Who knew there were a hot pockets heiress? She's not that very old. So, eh, I think five go. months is what it was. Um, but anyway, she paid a hundred grand to old Rick Singer to help her daughters cheat on the entrance exams. 
uh-huh. which they would have to be aware of, right? Wouldn't you have to be aware of that? Who? The, the daughters? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, if I remember the various cheating uh, angles correctly, yeah. And there must be a lot of money in Hot Pockets as she paid another $200,000 for one of her daughters to be set up to look like a beach volleyball recruit to get into the University of Spoiled yes. Children. What's up, Hot Pockets? Um, uh, Fake volleyball player. It's yes. Just, okay. That's something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You, you have such an interesting view of the world and the way it works. Yeah. You, you, uh, you made all your money through capitalism and, and the idea that we all compete and talent and hard work rises to oh, the top. Oh, shut up. But I'm you a check. <laughs> are moving your kids up through the way of just bribing people. Right. Right. Well, yay. This is why I made money. To bribe test administrators, test process. So my kids don't have to have the talent and hard work to right. make them. Of course, she almost certainly had nothing to do with the talent and hard work of Hot Pockets becoming a thing. I think she's got a, a, a couple of, well, I think she's probably hot herself. Was she the daughter of the guy or the wife of the guy? Well, Hot Pockets has been around a long time, well, so it's certainly multiple generations. Right, yeah. okay. So, yeah, she's the heiress. She's yeah. not the inventor. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of, of kids and education and the rest of it, I do want to talk next half hour at least briefly about Seattle uh, looking to end their gifted programs for kids. Um, and and my, my view on it may shock you. Okay. Um, I think there are some pretty good points on both sides. They also have a battle going on in Seattle about uh, whether or not uh, poor people should get to use the pool at nice apartments. Stay tuned for that. It's kind of an interesting conversation. I will tell you this, though. As usual when you're dealing with Seattle, the entire conversation is drenched in uh, ignoring the truth and ridiculous bromides, what I often call greeting card logic slogans as opposed to logic, but more to come. I wasn't going to talk about that dreadful debate, but President Trump has uh, weighed in with his uh, review. Oh, how helpful. In the, on the Twitter. Crazy, how do you like it? Crazy, chaotic, Democratic debate last night. Fake news said Biden did well, even though he said half our population was shot to death. <laughs> <laughs> that was a simple gap, Mr. President. <laughs> Would be over for most, he tweeted. Mini Mike was weak and unsteady, but helped greatly by his many commercials, which are not supposed to be allowed during a debate. I heard a number of people surprised that he was able to buy yeah. commercials during a debate. That. As if all politics is for sale. Oh, wait. Seemed wrong on many levels. It did. It didn't. It seemed smart on many levels. Are you kidding? Well, yeah, both. It's both. <laughs> if you can do it, I can see why you would, but... The DNC permits that, though? Well, obviously they did. Yeah. Hello. Also, another tweet from the president. Pocahontas was mean and undisciplined, mostly aiming at crazy Bernie and Minnie Mike. They don't know how to handle her, but I know she's a ch- chocker. She's did a mean, chocker. Did he mean choker? I, I don't know. Chocker? Steyer was a disaster who, along with Minnie, are setting records in dollars per vote. Just give me an opponent! Exclamation point. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I know she's a chocker. Complete shocker. <laughs> Plus, so, she's got them realtor eyes. Does she? Yeah, she kind of does. So, um, uh, did anything change last night? Uh, Bernie still the likely nominee? Yes. Yeah, yeah I would say so. Uh, I think the appeal of Liz, uh, and I hadn't fully appreciated this uh, until I saw it again last night, was that she's quick enough on her feet and savage enough that she could give Trump 
a handful. Well, she ain't gonna be the nominee though. Is the problem in the debates? Yeah, yeah. but that's why that's why people are excited. They picture her because she is very good verbally oh, yeah. Yeah. and quick on her feet. Well, She's full of crap and wouldn't know the truth of it. Kicked her in her skinny behind, but. Um, she's skilled. Well, that's why a Bernie Liz ticket would be pretty good. Her out there uh, making those arguments for Bernie for a long time—that'd be that'd be pretty tough. Yeah, and she'd be his attack dog. Yeah, man, that would be the yellingest ticket ever. And never a shorter path to the presidency has existed when you're the vice president of a 79-year-old who recently had a heart attack. Yeah, that's a very good point. Later, maybe not. I don't know. It depends on our mood. The vote on Saturday in South Carolina, if Bernie wins that, I think it's definitely beyond a doubt over, but who knows. Biden might get his first win of his uh, three presidential runs, which would be kind of a nice way for the old man to head out the door, actually. You know what? It reminds me Andy Reid finally winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, it's just nice to see. Yeah, it would be. It ch- makes a difference. He'd know he's not going to be the nominee, but it'd be a chance for him to do one of those speeches at the end of a night where he won and all that sort of stuff. And he's run three times, and everybody seems to like him. But and he can then he can go hang it up, retire, go fishing with Corn Pop, and just <laughs> and, and Corn Pop was a bad dude, but a good fisherman. And so he can just enjoy his golden years. So the WHO, that's the World Health Organization, is saying the world is not prepared for the coronavirus. It's, it's, ah, screaming. What do you think of this idea? I'm going to rename my band, Joe Getty and the Dead Flowers, COVID-19, which that's, is the actual name of the coronavirus okay. that's sweeping the world, and get a lot of really controversial publicity. Interview, don't you think that's tasteless? People have died, that sort of thing. Why not? Well, nobody, it's the way of the world these days. Nobody, I'd get flamed. I'd get doxxed. Uh, Twitter would be angry at me. Then there would be news coverage of how angry Twitter was at me. So I just asked our news station next door. I asked the, the editor, uh, a woman. I said, uh, how much are you talking about coronavirus? She said, that's pretty much all we're talking about. Really? We've had one case in the town mm-hmm. we live in. Nobody's died. Mm-hmm. Nobody's died in the whole country, right, in the United States. Correct. Um, there are 80,000 cases worldwide. It's a little misleading in that only 2,000 of them are outside of China. I just, I don't, I'm not thinking about this ever. Um, CDC, it's a way you see thing to me. The CDC in the United States said yesterday the United States should brace for the likelihood of the coronavirus beginning to spread through America. It's not a question of if, just when. Okay, that's part of our government. A different part of our government, Larry Kudlow who is the president's economic advisor, said... You can't say Cudlow without saying cuddle. <laughs> he insisted the prognosis is very good for the coronavirus, and he said, I won't, I won't say we've got it airtight under control, but it's pretty close to airtight. Okay, well, yeah, get prepared. I hope so. i got to wait and see. It has a disconcertingly high death rate. It wouldn't make my top 100,000 list of worries today. If I had to come up with a list of 100,000 things to worry about. But I don't know. That sounds own. like exaggeration to me. That sounds like 150 million gun deaths to me, Mr. Vice President. I'm more concerned about a really bad toe stub <laughs> happening at some point. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All oh, the uh, nail came off. Jack's, <laughs> Jack's thing, one of his trademarks is under-fearing uh, disease. Yes, that is one of my trademarks. Um, I, I that think, and eating uh, too much. Those it, are my trademarks. It could still be a, a very serious problem. Because it is uh, economically, 
if nothing else. But we'll see. Wait, it also so might with, be over in a month. Is it because of all the stuff made in China? Because there's only yeah. 2,000 yeah. cases outside of China, which is... No, God, China nothing. is the world's workshop. The world's workshop. To a large extent. And I believe uh-huh. the place where it originated has a lot of their manufacturing plants, which affected Wuhan. supply Yeah, yeah. Affect, affected supply chain. Are you down with the Wuhan clan? <laughs> their early stuff was phenomenal. Agreed. So... It's funny, I've been noodling around in my head how to approach this exactly. There's a, a racial flap in Seattle over the Seattle School's gifted programs. Um, there are a couple of things going on up there, including, you know, there's a terrible breakdown in discipline. A lot of things going on up there. Salmon fishing. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> coffee drinking. Giant airports. Um, no, but uh, there's a problem with black students. Disciplined far more often than white students, for instance, and less likely to be enrolled in gifted and talented programs. Now, some of the the soft-headed do-gooder utopians want to eliminate the gifted and talented programs because the black kids are allegedly underrepresented in them. That's called I, disparate impact. Oh yeah, and and I find it to be a loathsome and 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 terrible philosophy. The Supreme Court has ruled that if you don't have, if the results don't mirror the percentages, then by definition it's racist. That is terrible. It's and it's wrong. It will be seen as one of the worst decisions. Um, and and it it's wrong. I will tell you this, though. Well, the idea of dismantling the the program, not having it anymore, is is so idiotic, you can't believe anybody would come up with it. But they have because of their indoctrination into these utterly indefensible racial theories like disparate impact. I will tell you, though, I do have sympathy for uh, the, the, the black parents of Seattle and the kids. But... You cannot have this discussion in an intelligent way unless you're willing to concede what goes into a kid being able to test into these programs. How do kids come to be able to test into these programs? Yeah, as far as the 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 if is it racially fair or not, I'd have this have the slightest idea yeah. how you end up in those programs, and I don't. Well, and it's not. Well, I do actually, and it's not racial; it's cultural, as is often true in these things. And and there's a little subtlety here, but hang with me. A culture of prizing education, going down through the generations is the single biggest indicator of academic success. I mean, it dwarfs everything else. It's an 800-pound gorilla among mice. If your grandparents and your parents and, and, and you love learning, you will learn. There are many cultures on Earth that excel in learning, you know, and, and I won't bother name-checking them, uh, because that's an important part of the culture. In black America, that has not been nearly as true. Plus, you got the crumbling black families and... And, you know, absentee uh, parents and drug addiction and the rest of it. Um, But I will tell you this. I have some sympathy with some of the activists only because intelligence as it is tested is a combination of, and maybe the easiest way to understand this is think in terms of computer. It is raw processing power. That's, you know, the classic intelligence. 
And it's knowledge. It's data. And it's possible you could have a little black girl, a little black boy, whose brain is just ready to explode with, with intelligence. I mean, just a really talented kid. But if they have not gotten the knowledge, if they don't have a culture of learning, you're not going to be able to appreciate that fabulous brain they have. And so if they can find a way to, they're talking about just adding points to kids from poor neighborhoods or something like that. I'm not sure that's the way to do it. But you know what I'm saying, right? Sure. That you could have an incredibly bright kid who who wouldn't test well because they just haven't been taught. And it would be really nice if they could figure that out. Um, I, I will tell you this, though, and there was a, a report on Fox News the other day, and it was striking that uh, a couple of the parents that they quoted who were outraged the idea of closing it down were immigrant parents um, who said, listen, I don't have money for private schools, and, and expressed something that was extremely true for me. Those programs saved my life, in a way. I despised school because it was so boring, it was so slow, and I'm not saying, look at me, look at me. It's just the brain God gave me, and I'm terrible at certain things, like math, I'm helpless, but... Those programs help the best and brightest achieve. And if we become a country, and this relates absolutely to what I was saying about socialism earlier, if we abandon the desire to, to find our best and brightest and help them be the best they can be as a country and instead just muddle through, there's no top and no bottom, everybody's mediocre, God help the United States of America. I hate that idea. We we must always in our schools have places to identify really talented people and help them achieve. If we don't, I mean, my God, that's well, that's why certain charter schools exist, I guess. But the the idea that shutting down these programs is is the solution is is absolutely cutting off your nose to spite your face. It's just a terrible idea. Don't do it, Seattle. Hey, do we have the clip of Biden saying uh, gun violence has killed 150 million people? I don't know if we grabbed that or not. Because this texture said, and I, I must have missed that during the debate. I might have been spacing out. Um, this texture says, when Biden said 150 million, because everybody's been saying, well, it's, you know, he meant 150,000. Yeah. Uh, but he said when he said 150 million, and went on to say more than all the wars. So you can't think he meant 150,000 if he... Followed it up with that. So did he follow it up with that? Well, more than all the wars in what period? Well, I don't know. I'd have to hear what he said. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what he said. I think we played I'm it. I'm grabbing right. it now. I'll, yeah. I'll, okay. I thought we played it. Nail that down. No? I just okay. want to see how uh, far off the uh, the old coot is. Yeah. Yeah. Far down the road of Nuttyville. Pretty far. Yeah. Well, I don't know Joe, what I'm going to be like when I'm 80 either. That uh, Chris Christie metaphor was great. It's like he has a file cabinet and no folders. He just he has a, a thousand points of knowledge, but he just throws them out, generally yelling them. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. No, I don't. I don't think you are. I think you've lost a step, no doubt. But I also think he's dead in the water. So we also got this Thought text it from the beginning. But. I don't. Maybe you said this. Calling Liz a known Native American a savage is disrespectful and uh, below you. If I did, I apologize for that. that did was you call really her a insensitive. savage? I don't know. I call a lot of people a lot of things. She's not an Indian, though. <laughs> I know. Focahontas. Hilarious. Claimed uh, on stage again that she was let go for uh, being pregnant last night. 
That's been fact checked, and I thought everybody had settled on. Oh yeah, the liberal. That's just not a. That's just not true. Yeah, lefty newspapers and news sites have said no, that did not happen. But that isn't way, that but... the one where they actually? I'll, I'll do. The, I'll Google it during the break. I thought that's the one where they actually came across the paperwork where she'd been. She had a contract, and it ended that time, and she'd been offered another contract, and decided not to take it because she was a kid. Yeah, exactly. And but listen, she, you know, we she could... didn't get fired because she was visibly pregnant. That's yeah, just but... a story she made up. This is how skilled she is at being dishonest. If you listen to what she said last night it was very lawyerly she it was as if well it was as if lawyers had prepared her for a deposition she said i got pregnant and the next year that job went to a different person she changed the or changed the phrasing uh-huh. and just let it hang in the air as if she'd been canned and then went on it was she's a skilled liar so i've got to like, give her that i came to work today and the sun came up yeah. Not necessarily related. No, not yeah. at all. Well, it was related, but for the opposite reason than she implied. The the mean old principal hadn't fired her. She said, I don't want to work here because I'm pregnant. But she's such a liar. Of course, they're all, you know, liars to some extent. That, the, that one bothered me because she was trying to make Bloomberg out to be a bad guy for saying kill it to a pregnant woman, which is horrific. And if you said that to my wife, I would come to the where you work and fight you. Yeah. But um, you're the party that fights tooth and nail to keep late-term abortion legal. So what yeah. the hell are you talking about? Even though there's no constituency for it, except the hardcore abortion-on-demand groups. I mean, the, the the percentage of Americans who think there ought to be third-trimester abortions is tiny. Tiny. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. Well, oh, you, you found Well, we'll do it when we come back. What, what Joe Biden actually said. Huh? We'll nail it down. <laughs> Does what? anybody care? I don't know. Having someone that can lead the ticket, that can bring people with her, is the way you get gun safety legislation. I look at these proposals and say, do they hurt my Uncle Dick in the deer stand? They do not. And I made $1,000 because I had Uncle Dick in the deer stand on my debate bingo. <laughs> Nobody else thought you'd say that. Or Dang anybody? it, I had Uncle Jim fishing. <laughs> Uncle Dick in the deer stand. Okay, this isn't important, but we're trying to nail down what Biden said here about uh, gun violence. That has caused carnage on our streets. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars, including Vietnam, from that point on. From that point on. From that point on. Vietnam. Yeah, okay, that's accurate. All right. Yeah. I mean, the 150 million isn't. 150,000 would be. 150 million is definitely not accurate. (laughs) No. It's a thousand times too high. Um, uh, I mentioned earlier that, uh, if I was going to make my a list of things I'm worried about today, coronavirus wouldn't make the top 100,000. Mm. Joe like thought I was Biden e- probably his numbers are off. Joe thought I was exaggerating and I thought, yeah, it's a little hyperbolic. And then I was actually thinking about it as I went to the bathroom. I don't, I don't think that's, it'd be too boring to make the list, but I don't <laughs> think that is hyperbolic. If I, th- if I, 
um, worried the, the, the I'll get a letter in the mail from the tax people that a filing from 1995 was incorrect. <laughs> worried the next girlfriend will say I got pregnant that one time. Oh, worried boy. that the battery's going to die in my iPhone. Worried my tires are going to go flat. Worried <laughs> right, my, yeah. I could this come list up, is getting a little mundane. <laughs> I could come up with 100,000 things I'm wor- more worried about than the coronavirus. Mm. But San Francisco just declared a state of emergency over coronavirus. Uh, yeah, huge Chinese population in San Francisco. Uh, I See, but I don't know. This is the problem with uh, the way government works. I don't have any idea if, any, if this is appropriate or not. Mm-hmm. It has been learned, Well, uh, especially since Katrina and a variety of mayors getting killed over not being ready for snowstorms. Um, you can you will never get dinged for, for overstating the concern. You will get murdered if you understate it. True. So... What's the downside to them mobilizing and spending a ton of money over anything? Nothing. Mm-hmm. There's right. nothing. There's no downside. True that. So I don't know that that's necessarily a reflection of uh, how big a concern something is. No, I don't either. I, I kind of process it through my own head, learning what I'm learning about it and, and looking at my travel plans Ooh, and that sort Joe of stuff. Joe thinks for himself. Yeah, Ooh. I know. Showing <laughs> off again over here. Uh, so I'm, I am mildly concerned about it. i got to wait and see how many cases develop in the United States, how much it spreads. How deadly it is. How does this concern play out in your daily life? Um, Feet at shoulder width? Slightly bent. Exactly. Yeah, bent forward at the right. Head on a swivel. Yeah, keep your hands up. I make sure not to drop my left when I throw my right. Uh, No, I just, uh, I'm trying to be aware of it. Uh, Is the new heavyweight champion of the world a white guy? Yes. I didn't know that. What? Why didn't you mention that? That was an attempt to be non-racial, wasn't it? The fact that you didn't mention that. Because that's a striking thing. What, the Klitschko's held the title for like a decade. Yeah, like, the Klitschko's. I, I, I don't. It didn't strike me as as newsworthy. I, well, I wasn't trying to be anything. When I was a kid, the idea of a white guy being the heavyweight champion of the world was just laughable. Uh, although there, are, how many belts are there at this point that claim to be the heavyweight championship of the world? Plenty. I believe this is. I think this unified some. I don't know. Boxing is so crooked yeah. and corrupt in a million different ways. Right. It's better than it what used to be, but the the fragmentation of all the belts is impossible for casuals to keep up with. Yeah. Well, you hate to have a fragmented belt. So Amazon is open to the the company. Amazon has Amazon. opened uh, at various times as the most valuable company in the world has opened their first cashierless grocery store. Yeah. Which, well, the junkies are already stealing everything in regular grocery stores. Which I read an article in the Wall Street Journal. This could be one of those things like, well, I grew up with full service gas stations. Then they started charging less for self service, and then it just went away. Check the oil for you, Mister. Yeah, and uh, you know it had its advantages, especially in cold climates. But but then it just went away, mm-hmm. and it doesn't exist anymore. And in, in, in most could, states, and this could happen. Well, yeah, uh, this this could happen with grocery stores, to where oh, it's a little cheaper to go over there because I don't have cashiers. That was the the draw to self serve gas stations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pretty soon it just goes away, and maybe there won't be a grocery store with cashiers. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. But are they going to put a chip in every banana? How's that work? Oh, the scanners and the rest of it. Because guard you know, towers, high-powered rifles, dogs, dogs, heavily armed dogs. Um, <laughs> uh, because I've seen the stories about those little convenience stores that uh, Amazon and uh, others are running, but like a full grocery store. I mean, is everything wrapped or got a chip in it or what? Because the, the the point of it is, it scans what you have, then it scans your payment system. The transaction all takes place effortlessly. Yeah, it all scans as you put it in your card, if I understand correctly. How many bananas need to be stolen to outweigh the cost of an employee? 
A lot. And their insurance and their HR and everything else. I can eat a lot of bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Don't steal bananas. That's a bad look. Well, ask any grocery store on the West Coast, man. Theft is rampant. The junkies know they won't get arrested. If they get arrested, they won't get charged. If charged, they won't get tried. Um, and, and so it's just theft is, is exploding in the West. Do you graze on the fruit at the grocery store? No, never. Never. I don't either, but I have a friend who does it all the time. That drove me crazy as a kid when my mom would do that. She did, she did do yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, your razor. It would buy grapes and then just start eating the grapes and then pay. And I, I, oh, but she was going to pay for them anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she, okay. she, wait, she wait, wait, the, wait, wait, wait. But? But? But, yeah, but you're, you're, they're going to make checkout. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, when do they get weighed? Yeah. Are they pre labeled oh. and pre packaged? Oh. You got to weigh your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and logic. Love and logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With love and logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love & Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love & Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com.